Many are getting weak. Many are failing. And many have fallen in their faith. Learn how to become an overcomer in this end time through the anointed teachings of Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa. Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa is an emerging voice and a leader in this end time movement of faith. His message centers on faith, the Holy Spirit, and the realities of the new creation in Christ. He is the senior pastor of Overcomers Nation Church and president of Ebenezer Okonifa Ministries in Accra, Ghana. Become inspired, empowered, and enlightened as you listen to the life-transforming message of God's Word through His special servant. And now, today's message. This morning, in the name of Jesus Christ, may you encounter that supernatural power in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. We will be right on for the Lord. Say thank you, Holy Spirit. I can hear you say thank you, Holy Spirit. I am here to receive from you. Say, Father, remember me. Let me experience your glory. I know after this morning, my life will never be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Clap your hands. Kindly take your seats in the presence of the Lord. Spirit of the living God, we are here to receive from you. I'm in this lips of clay. Let them minister oracles. Touch every heart over here. Let them believe your word. And let us receive your word for supernatural manifestations in this life. In Jesus' mighty name. Somebody shout a big amen. Oh, let your amen. I said shout a big amen. Is your amen and it's not encouraging anybody. How can you even encourage me? I said shout a big amen. Your amen needs acetyl salicylic acid. Huh? I said shout a big amen. It looks like your amen needs codeine. I said shout a big amen. Maybe your amen needs dextromethamphetamine. Oh my God. Hallelujah. Dextromethamphetamine. Glory to Jesus Christ. Oh, it needs acetaminophen. Amen. I said shout a big amen. I said shout a big amen. Oh, your amen needs alpha butyric acid. I said shout a big amen. I am not finished. I'm, I'm not starting. Give a clap of praise to Jesus. Hallelujah. We give God all the praise. This morning, I just want to share with you briefly on a subject uh, I've titled The Price of Power. The Price of Power. And uh, for the next few minutes, I want everybody to listen to me with rapt attention. Nobody can do without power. The word power is from a Latin word, portier. Portier means ability. It means ability to do something, ability to get something done. And every one of us, if we are going to get anything done in our lives, we need a certain ability. We need a certain capacity. Something must be functional and operational to give us the ability, to give us the opportunity to get things done. If you don't carry ability, there will be no manifestation in your life. It is ability that produces results. For instance, the reason why we are in church today is because we had an ability to wake up, right? To get up, to get dressed, to uh, walk or drive or whatever we did to get to this church. If we did not have the ability, then it means that we will not be here today. Are we together? That people cannot go to church right now because they lack the ability to walk. That means that they lack the power to walk. That some people could not get to church today because they lack the financial ability. That takes me into different kinds of power. There are different kinds of power. There is mental power. That is what we call IQ. Intelligence was quotient. So some people are very brainy. Their minds are strong. They have studied and so they understand certain things. Their mental capacity is at that level. In fact, to tell you the truth, all of us are different levels of intelligence. All of us over here are different levels of intelligence. We are not all equally intelligent. Even though God loves us all the same, not all of us, or not all of us got 100, 100, and wrote a math exam. Please don't pretend you are here. You are right here. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. I can even see those who got a kukuti. <laughs> my God, my God. Glory to Jesus Christ. We used to have some mean teachers back in the day. When you get zero, don't leave your zero alone. They'll put some things over there and decorate the zero for you. Uh, hallelujah. Some of you probably didn't come and meet a kukuti. Amen and amen. Glory to Jesus Christ. So, there are 
Even though we were all of the same age range, our intelligence power was at different levels. So there is intelligence quotient, IQ. And that is why some people can be scientists and others can do other things. And then there is emotional power, EQ, intelli- uh, emotional quotient. This is your ability to absorb uh, certain things as a result of the emotions. There are some of us, if we hear things, you start crying right now. Others who have fifty and they are still very emotionally strong. It's not that they are not feeling it, but they are able to control their emotions. They carry some capacity. And in fact, you cannot be a leader if you don't have strong emo- emotional uh, power. Because, for example, as a pastor, I have to deal with, even as I'm, lo- I'm walking up and down, I'm looking at everybody I look at, I have a different emotion. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. So, if you, do- you don't have a strong emotional capital, you cannot even be a leader. You cannot be a leader. Not everybody can be a leader. Because not everybody carries that capacity. Not everybody carries that power. There are some people, every little thing that they are broken down, they cannot even concentrate in church. Even as I'm talking right now, you can see somebody's mind is on a certain small problem that a person is going through. And the person cannot, your emotional quotient, your emotional power is, is not that strong. Glory to Jesus Christ. So, there is emotional power. There is, it, 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 it helps you. And it determines what you can do. It determines what you can carry. And then there is also political power. That is what the uh, power that is given to people in terms of governance and leadership. So in Ghana, most politicians receive their power either through uh, democracy or through another crisis. Amen and amen. But let's stay with the democracy. That's the one everybody knows. So we, we, we vote for them and we give them political power for a certain season. So for four years or two years or whatever, we give them power to rule us. So it is political power, power from the people, power from the constitution of the government or the country or the uh, the reigning or the country that we are talking about. Because there are some political offices that are not as a result of voting. So the constitution allows for the president to appoint certain people. So it means that that political office or that ministerial office or that political power is as a result of the president's influence. So there is that kind of power as well. And it is very powerful. Praise God forevermore. It is very powerful because there are certain people who they have nothing. The day they enter into politi- a political office in one month, they have a filling station. So political power is something. <laughs> amen and amen. You'll be there saying you don't do politics. For all you know that your breakthrough is in politics. And you are there doing shokolobo, shokolobo. Pray the shokolobo and let the Lord lead you to go and be a politician. What do you think? Some of you are lead assembly men. But I don't know why we don't have assembly women. Some, the women must rise up. Some of you, they, everybody knows you in your area. And they know that you are a very good person. So you can influence them. You can influence them and bring a change in that community. By saying that, oh, it's just because you're a friendly person. Maybe God is trying to use your friendliness to bring change in that in the community. Praise God forevermore. So there's political power. And then there's another kind of power that I really like, financial power. Amen. Financial power. The Bible says money answered what? All things. Money answered all things. The Bible says that uh, uh, wisdom answers all things, but money also answered all things. That tells you that money is powerful. Financial power is a real power. When you have money, there are things you can do. When you lack money, there are things you cannot do. Are you understanding me? I shared with you earlier that some people are not in church today because they lack some financial power. They lack financial power. If we have money, there are things that we can get done in a particular period of time. There's a certain kind of life that we can live. And the reason why we are not living a certain standard is because we lack, we lack that ability. I told you power is what ability. It's ability, a, a, a capability to get certain things done. So anything that you have that gives you, uh, gives you a, a ability to bring results is power. Glory to Jesus. But there's a certain power that comes from God, which is the subject of our discussion this entire month, is spiritual power. Spiritual power trumps or brings under subjection all these kinds of powers that I'm talking about. Spiritual power can bring political power. Spiritual power can bring financial power. For instance, there are some of us until we encounter the supernatural power of God, we were never seen promotion in our lives. You were living your life, but you were never seeing any progress. And you came in contact with the house of God, and the house of God became an access or a means by which you encountered spiritual power. 
Are we together over here? So, there is, there is a higher form of power. When Jesus said in Acts chapter number 1, the verse number 8, that you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, he was not talking about financial power. He was not talking about social power. He was not talking about intelligence power. He was not talking about mental or emotional power. He was talking about spiritual power. Spiritual power is a power that created the entire world. Spiritual power is the power that controls the world. Listen to me. When we come to church, and this is very important, we are not just here to learn how to live a moral life. We are here to learn how to activate power for our lives. There are two things that they say control the life of a man. The bedroom and the boardroom. The bedroom and the boardroom. You can have power in the bedroom or you can have power in the boardroom. Many, 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 many decisions that have affected governance, affected nations as a result of the power of the bedroom. The power of the bedroom. I remember I used to work in a certain company and uh, there was a lot of crisis that was going on. And so the crisis was so great and so politically uh, electrified that we needed the president of the nation to get involved in the matter. But getting access to the president was not difficult. We could get access to the president. But according to advisors, they said that get in contact with the president's wife. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. So we got in contact with the president's wife in less than two weeks, the matter died. And a, a matter that was on, on social media, in the newspapers, every morning there was a news item on that matter. Every, a matter that was causing losses in the millions of cities and the millions of dollars. When the presidents were just the power of the bedroom, bedroom power, <laughs> glory to Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. And lots of things that are running, in fact, even bedroom power even affects even churches. So sometimes you realize that uh, if a pastor and his wife are not, certain things are not going on, even the church does not go very well. The preaching may not go very well. Hallelujah. There are some, a lot of decisions that have been, even been made to affect churches as, as a result of bedroom power. Glory to Jesus. What is happening at 12 a.m. or 1 a.m. whilst you are all asleep, you don't know. But by morning, I heard about situations where decisions were made at 7 p.m. that night. By 7 a.m. the next morning, the decisions have changed. Bedroom power. Glory to Jesus Christ. But there is also boardroom power. Boardroom power is the power that you exercise when you have business meetings. When you encounter people. Look, anybody who has been an entrepreneur or has worked in higher levels of uh, business for even a little while realize that it is not just physical. It is not just physical. If you don't carry a certain spiritual power with you, you'll be sitting in the boardroom and everything they'll tell you, you'll be saying yes. You leave the boardroom and you wonder, why did I agree to that, those terms? Why do I, did I agree to those terms? Many a businessman will leave Ghana and go to Togo. They'll leave Ghana and go to India. They'll leave Ghana and go to other nations. Why? Because they are going to pick a certain power. Even footballers. Footballers, people who want to play on the international level, you see that they go and they go and do certain consultations. This is the area where the traditional people and the worldly people have an advantage over the church. The church don't realize that there is a power that is controlling the world. So when they come to church, they come for religious reasons. They come to come and see their friends. They come to come and fellowship with and write their names in the, in the, in the, in the attendance book. But they don't realize that they are also supposed to come and take power to go and affect their world. If you lack power yourself, a certain power will control you. A certain power will control you. The other day, a certain woman contacted me, and she was like, ever since she started working at a certain market, she was a, she was a market woman, or she's a market woman, things are not going well for her. Things are not going well for her. No matter how hard she works, no matter how hard she tries, nobody's buying her product. It will come and pass by her, and it will go to the next one. I gave her some prophetic direction. She engaged. She said when she went to work, her, the, the other market woman who was selling beside her was having a less problem and stopped talking to her. Would never talk to her. Would not even say. And started telling people that she is planning things against her. At that time, I was saying, Pastor, in the marketplace, there are forces that influence. If God will open our spiritual eyes, and we come out of our house every morning and we will see the things that are going on. You will not believe it. 
you will not believe it. Spiritual things are operating. A lot of the things that we think that, oh, it is a normal balance. It's no normal balance. It's no normal balance. A lot of things that we are seeing that they, we think they are not working against us for us. It's because there's a spiritual power that is no is working against us to give advantage to others. Why do you think that somebody wants to be rich and they'll go to a certain shrine somewhere, a dirty shrine, uh, a dirty spirit, and go and sit on the floor? The person, if you give even a certain person, the person will not sit on. But will go to a shrine and go and sit on the floor. They are looking for something. And you see, the devil never created anything new. So anything that devil gives somebody has stolen from somebody else. He has stolen from somebody else. Anytime you pass by a shrine, curse it. Because the, whatever they are taking, whatever they are getting is from other people. And they use the power of life. So if somebody succeeds by reason of a shrine's operation, somebody must be dying somewhere. Somebody must be dying somewhere. Are we together? So we need power. We need power. Somebody say, I need power. No, when you come to church, you come to be empowered. Jesus said, you shall receive. That word receive is a strong Greek word. It says, lampano. That word lampano means to take forcefully. So when you come to church, don't just come to come and hear a sermon. Come and receive something that you are going to use to produce results when you go to work. Some of the reason why we are not seeing promotion is because power is not working in our lives. When power begins to work, you step in a place and all of a sudden things begin to work for you. Things begin to work for you. Things begin to work for you. Look, recently I lost my um, wallet. And my wallet were certain important uh, ID cards. Uh, the money was not very important to me. It was the documents that were in there. So, as soon as this happened, I said, I did, made a declaration, there's a fair restoration. And that's just about two, about two or so weeks ago. Just last night, I had a certain number had been calling the church line for about three days, kept calling over and over and over again, over and over again. Now, because of comments, it's not every call that we pick on the church line. Because now, either they're going to see our number on a flyer somewhere, they are going to go, oh, Pastor, I came to church the other day, don't you remember me? I'm serial. <laughs> And I said, which zero? Oh, I'm the one who came to church all that day. And me too, I know nobody came to church that day. The only girl I know is seated over here. And so, and, oh, pastor, I need 20 Ghana cities to come to church tomorrow. We receive a lot of such calls. So, some of the numbers are a bit strange sometimes. They are a bit careful about picking them. But this guy had been calling and calling. Yesterday night, I just felt like uh, picking, picking the call. That's what the phone was with me. So, I just picked the call. I said, ah, you found your wallet two weeks ago. We have been calling over and over again. And, and look at that. My number is not on the wallet too. The church number is not on the wallet. I said, ah, I was holding it. And a brother of mine said, ah, yeah, he knows you. He has seen your face on a billboard somewhere. <laughs> Are you understanding me over here? You see, to the point that even the person that even saw me yesterday driving a certain car, the blue car. Glory. And that call was somewhere after 10 p.m. yesterday night. Wants to be moving this guy to keep trying and trying and trying. When well, doesn't even know me. He said that even they have gotten this car and they said that they are going to put the wallet back wherever they found it from. Look, why is a thing that is power? There's a spiritual force. Is it that's why me I know I cannot you cannot steal from me and go scot free. No, 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 no. There's something I have got, I have activated over my life. Are you understanding me? And so it has started influencing the activities in my life. Now, by the grace of God, I see certain things happening that I was not experiencing when I was a child. That time, there was no power working over me. But when I began to encounter this thing called power, things have started changing. If you are in need of anything that will change your life, you need power. That's why Jesus was very emphatic. You shall receive power. The first thing he says that you receive when the Holy Ghost comes. Now, Jesus said, ah, I, I have a lot to tell you, but I cannot receive all of these things. But the Holy Spirit will come. And now the first thing the Holy Spirit comes is not a message. It's power. He come, it brings, it's not a message. It's not a proverb. It's power. It's not to tell you to live a holy life. It's power. If Jesus thought you needed power, why do you think that you need anything less? Listen, if you are not powerful, things will be stolen from you. People will be stolen from you. Resources will be stolen from you. Opportunities will be stolen from you. This morning I came to encourage somebody. 
you need power. Someone declare, I need power. Say, God, give me power. Say, Lord, give me power. You need power. You see, it is an innegotiable part of your life. And every child of God, by the grace of God, is born into a life of power. You see, the end time church is supposed to be marked by power. Daniel eleven thirty two. He said, they that didn't know their God, they shall be strong. That word strength, strong is talking about power. He said, they shall be strong and they shall do exploits. So if you are going to do exploits in this end time, you need power. The ability to cause things to get done. Ephesians 3 verse number 20. He said that ah, God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above. All you can imagine or even ask. Not according to your beauty. Not according to your family background. Not according to the politician that is working in your corner. But according to the power that works in you. The power that works in you. Listen, if you carry, it's, it's not about a shout, you know. There are people who have shouted and never saw anybody healed in their church. The miracles we see in this ministry. Look, just recently I was just looking at the testimony manual and we already had 47 pages. 47 pages of testimony. 47 pages. It's not an ordinary thing. Power is working over here. Your name is going to come into that book very shortly. I say your name is going to come into that book very shortly. We are not even in the middle of the year. We are just crossed the first quarter. And 47 pages, madam, you're on the page. How many pages are there? 47 pages of testimonies. This is power at work. Testimonies are not child's play. Testimonies are the demonstration of an invisible God in the lives of visible men. If we, go, if we don't see God at work, we'll never know God exists. Has anybody seen God before? Have your eyes seen God before? The only way you know God is, exists is because of the things you cannot explain that he does. You know that this one, my mind cannot explain it, but something higher than me has, has made this miracle possible. And how does he work? Power. Power. Listen, God spoke to me this message uh, about, from Monday. You know, that I, I should encourage the church. That the church is not just a place to learn about morality. It's a place for power. The Lord said, I should let every one of us understand. You need to be a powerful Christian. You need to be a child of God who carries power. You don't walk with fear. You don't walk with timidity. You don't walk and the devil can push you left, right, center. No. You should carry a certain capacity to get things done. Other than that, you are not living a Christian life. You are not living a Christian life. Then the devil can appear and then start bouncing you left, right, center. No, 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 no. Now that they are telling you that one of the things that we should end, we should get to the place where we are taken out of our lives, where it's where we say that, oh, I, I, I received an attack. The devil attacked me. Who gave the devil audacity to attack you? When you are a career of a certain component, and the component becomes strong enough, it will bring the devil down. And some of us who have been fighting the same devil for too long. You see, every new level comes with a new devil. So if you have been fighting the same old devil, it means that you are not changing levels. Some of the things that I battle with now, and by the grace of God, I have never battled them before. Why? Because I have won the victory over the first one. Now at a higher level, they brought a higher test for me. And for me, I don't see them as battles or as, as I don't see them as battles or attacks. They are tests to strengthen my spiritual muscles. The Lord told me many years ago that Satan is not there to scare us. Can I show you? Satan is not here. It's not here to destroy things for us. It's here to, for us to exercise our faith muscles. Are you understanding me? So if we don't encounter some of these things and for us to exercise our faith, we don't become strong. So Satan is not here for us to be afraid of him. No. It's for us to defeat him and say, ah, we have done it. We have done it. He's there to give us a testimony. Hallelujah. Some will understand, some will not understand. But take it like that. Glory to Jesus Christ. I understand for you. You understand tomorrow. In Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, I said amen. Glory to Jesus. So, we need power. We need power. Paul spoke about power. Jesus spoke about power. Every Christ, every, every, every man of God in the scriptures, whoever attained anything great, did so as a result of power. But listen, one thing you need to understand is that power is not cheap. Tell somebody power is not cheap. Oh, the person in here, tell the person power is not cheap. 
power comes at great price. And the first people who tell you about it are those who go and consult with traditional priests and go and consult with the, uh, spiritualists. They are the first people to tell you that power is not cheap. It comes at a price. It comes at a price. You know the problem with many of us Christians? We are not willing to pay the price. We are not willing to pay the price. Somebody wanted to come and see me and said that they should, the person didn't say why because he said that there were too many people in the queue. So there is far as there were too many people. So if you cannot sit down and wait for it to get to your turn, you are not willing to pay any price. You are not willing to pay any price. And because we are not willing to pay the price, power does not come to us. Power is not cheap. When the, the Bible, Jesus gave a parable and spoke about five foolish virgins and five wise virgins. And said that the wise virgins, what did they do? They took out extra oil. Extra oil. That oil is talking about anointing. It's talking about power. Symbolism in the scriptures. And now, when, listen to this, the Bible said both of them, they were all virgins. In other words, they were all righteous. So let's take, let's take in our context. They were all Christians. But they were all virgins. Sometimes it's so foolish virgins, it doesn't mean that they were bad people. Yes, their only problem was their foolishness. Some of us, our only problem is foolishness. Amen and amen. Our only problem is what? Oh, talk to me. Our only problem is what? Yeah, we, we are good people in our hearts. That's why I'm like, God, a good person like me. Yeah, God knows you are good, but he just said you are a bit foolish. <laughs> oh, Pastor, why are you insulting us? No, I didn't insult you. Paul said, oh, foolish Galatians. The Galatians were Christians, but they were being foolish at that time. And because of that, they were missing out on certain things. So there were five wise virgins, so five wise righteous people, and then the other five were foolish. Now, the Bible said that both of them, their lambs were on. So it tells you, you in our in Christian context, all of us are Christianity is working. Their lambs were on. And then the Bible said, because the bridegroom delayed in coming, their lambs went off. And he fell asleep. When the bridegroom appeared, there was a loud noise. They blew the trumpet. Trumpet. The bridegroom that all of you have been waiting for has arrived. Listen to me. That is how the rapture is going to take place. We did not expect it. There will be the Bowser, there will be the blast of the trumpet. The trump of God shall come. That you come with the voice of an archangel. Now that coming is not to come into the world, come and rule the world. It is actually a sound in the spirit. And that coming was actually come and take those who are ready to be raptured. Are you understanding me? Another day we'll go into this area. Now, when they, according to the tradition, you need to have your lamp on. So they, they all came alive, woke up, and they would check our lamps were off. And then the wise, the wise ones, because they had extra oil, put it into the lamp and they turned it on again. The five foolish ones had no oil. And so they came to those who were wise and said, give us a little of your oil. They said, no, we cannot give to you because it may not be enough for both yourself and myself. They said, go and buy of those that sell the oil. Meaning the oil was at the price. They paid the price earlier. You see, the price that you don't pay today, you pay tomorrow. Unfortunately, tomorrow it will be more expensive. Oh, come on. If you are a Ghanaian, you understand what I'm talking about. I hope you understand what I'm talking about. The shoe that you went to meet the seller and the seller said 25 cities. Hey, anybody, you. Today, you are, they are selling it at 75 cities. Dollars are Are we together? Are we together? You see, that is it. So, what do you do? Learn how to pay the price of, of, for power now. When it's as though things are okay. But the time is going to come. Things will not be okay. And at that time, you may not even have the strength to pray. You may not have the strength to pray. You may not have the strength to pray. Today, when it's, it's as though you still have some capacity, you can still cry out. Today, when you still have some capacity, you can fast. The time is going to come, you'll not be able to fast. You'll not be able to fast. Sometimes my mother says, oh God, how I wish I could fast like I, I did in those days. But now, at her age, 70 plus years, her body cannot withstand fasting like it was those days. If you don't start today, tomorrow, you need the power that today could have brought, but you don't have the ability to work on it. 
So you need to learn how to pay the price for power. Tell somebody power is not cheap. Look, tell somebody power is not cheap. It comes at a cost. It comes at a cost. Look at Esther. When she was going to bring change into, her, into the situation of her people. She said, I let them fast for three days. And then I'll go in there. If I perish, I perish. The lady was ready to pay the price. If I perish, I perish. If I perish, I perish. Let's fast. Oh, Papa, we are going to fast. Uh, Papa, I couldn't fast by 10 a.m. The way my stomach was doing me. I was afraid I would die. Die. Jesus will bring you back. <laughs> price for power. By 11 a.m., I, I, I could not even concentrate on the work. And you know, they say when you are working, your fast is not effective. You see, you are, you are telling yourself that it is. Yeah, tell you those other things. So, God should take away your words so that you can fast. Are we together? You pay a price. It comes at a cost. There is a cost of sacrifice. You'll be deprived of certain things. You'll be deprived of certain opportunities. But what's happening is that you are building power. Tell somebody I'm building power. Look at Abraham. The man was a man who carried a lot of miracles in his life. The man was a man who paid several prices. Unreasonable prices, unreasonable prices at times. One time the Lord said, give me your son. Hey, give me your only son. Give me your only Isaac. The only source of laughter for you. Maybe sometimes God may even tell you that you sacrifice your phone. So your phone has an offer as a seed. Hey, that's why I watch my jack <laughs> That's why I do this one. That's why I do that one. Some may not even be sacrificed and put it aside and pray. Some of us are more sensitive to text messages than we are sensitive to the voice of God. Even if we are in deep sleep and we hear me, our eyes open and come and check the WhatsApp and then continue. And even if you are dreaming about the end times, you come and check the message and continue and go and see Jesus. Sister, sister. Brother, brother. And I don't know what you are expecting. Even in some cases, it's not as though you, somebody has told you I'll be sending you anything, but you are so sensitive to the WhatsApp message. Sometimes God may ask you that sacrifices. 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 Will you be willing to? Will you be willing to? Think about it. Think about it. Glory to Jesus. Right? Will you be willing to? Paying the price for power. Paying the price for power. Listen. Some of the results that I see in my ministry today, it is not cheap. Listen, <laughs> people think it's not just come, I will come stand and then lift up your hands and then you also say something and use in the name of Jesus and then it will work. <laughs> you try it and see. Try it and see. We'll line up a line of six people for you. Just pray for them and see whether it is just about lifting up your hands. No. The prices that we are paid. Look, I, I'm, I'm, I, I keep telling you, I'm a fully registered pharmacist, a professional in good standing. And the Lord said, I put these things aside and come and focus on it. Is that not a price? Is that not a price? When you are running about looking, and even some people even say, I'm a lazy man. Running about looking for money. Me too, I can run about looking for money. And maybe if I go and look for money, I may even get more money than you. But the Lord said, I hold on. Attend to my people. Morning, afternoon, night. I tell you to say around me, differently. Some of them unexpected. Some of them will book. Some of them will not book a session. I tell you to several things. Comes with a lot of stress. Sometimes you go and lie down and you can feel as though you are dreaming. You can feel the pressure at the back of your neck. Tension. It's a price. It's a price. It's a price. If you are going to walk in the power of God, you need to learn how to pay the price. Who is ready to pay some prizes? Are you ready to pay a price? Power comes at a price. But you need that power to be able to make a difference in life. To be able to make a difference in life. If you don't pay the price today, tomorrow it will be too expensive. I said tomorrow it will be too expensive. May God give us a wisdom. May God give us a grace to pay the price at the right time. In the name of Jesus Christ. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The cost, can I tell you the cost of power? The cost price of power. I've already mentioned it. But I won't mention it so you can write it down. 
The cost price of power is sacrifice. The cost of power is sacrifice. Many who go for spiritual power from satanic sources can testify. Today when you come, they'll say, oh, bring five cities. Tomorrow they'll say, go and bring carries. The next time you come, they'll tell you alligator teeth. The next time you come, they'll tell you the blood of chickens. The next time you come, you see, and the more the, 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 the more the sacrifice, the more the power. And then you get to the point where they tell you that human blood is the most powerful of all. So look for somebody that you love. And did you realize that they never said that look for somebody that you hate? You have to look for somebody that you love because it is sacrifice. If it's your mother, hallelujah. Please, if you know you are going to go to a satanic source for your power, don't love me. Before when they put the mirror, if I love you, because when I come, I will destroy you and the, you and the person's resort. <laughs> amen and amen. But it is sacrifice. Sir, somebody that is in love, somebody that you cannot afford to lose, that is it. But it's free. That's why we, it's the principle of first fruit. It's the principle of titan. It's the principle of seeking first the kingdom of God. All of it, all spiritual laws operate in the same way. Whether they are working in the kingdom of God, working in the kingdom of darkness. Seek first. Is that not a sacrifice? When you can be seeking other things, but you say, I seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So, it comes at the price of sacrifice. Now, today you can see I'm taking my time and I'm taking it step by step. Because if you catch this thing, you are going to be very powerful in life. If you catch this understanding, you will never be a beggar in the sight of the devil. The devil will never be able to push you down because you break out every time. The cost of power. It is sacrifice. You need to sacrifice something. You need to sacrifice something. In verse Kings chapter number 8, the verse number 5, And King Solomon and the congregation of Israel, they were assembled unto him, and were with him before the ark, sacrificing sheep and oxen that could not be told nor numbered for multitude. The man gave sacrifice upon sacrifice to the point that those who were quantifying the sacrifice could not quantify the sacrifice anymore. The man broke the understanding of the people. He hit that all of a sudden. The smoke of the sacrifice was filling heaven. God said, ah, what is happening over here? Who is, who is literally fumigating heaven? Ah, who at all is that, that young man who said, Papa Solo, Papa Solo, Papa Solo, tell me what you want. Power has started manifesting. What? The man was paying a price. In the verse number 10, the Bible and it came to pass when the priests were come out of the holy place that the cloud filled the house of the Lord so that the priests could not stand to minister because of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord had filled the house of the Lord. The glory came after the sacrifice. You are looking for glory and you are not ready to pay a price. Sister, forget it. Brother, forget it. Glory and sacrifice, you are synonymous. What sacrifice are you making? You want to have a powerful ministry. You want to have a powerful business. You want to have a powerful career. You want to have a, be a... Listen, you must pay a price. You must pay a price. You must pay a price. Are you understanding me? <clears throat> Many years ago, I was listening to one man of God. He, was, he had come to St. Uh, KNUS to come and preach. And when he was preaching, he told us something. He said he was always a very bright student, a very brainy student. So right from his primary school days, through his secondary school days, through his university days. He was a very one of the top students in his school. And so, when he started getting into the things of God, and the power of God was becoming great on his life, and he realized that he was going to be a minister, and God wanted to use him in the prophetic and healing, the Lord told him that for him to be able to operate in a certain dimension of power, there are sacrifices that he must pay. The Lord, what is it? The Lord said, I'll take your... I'll take your academics. I'll take your marks. I'll take your grades. Say, Lord, let us, let us know. So right from first year in the university, it started from a first class, and it started coming down, coming down, coming down, coming down, coming down. Now, for somebody whose whole life he has a bright and a brainy student, that was a big sacrifice. And <laughs> now, you see, there are some little students who are going to say that, oh, me, I'm going to, oh, you see, sacrifice. Please, you are not part of the people. Your sacrifice is different. 
Amen. Look for your own sacrifice. Hallelujah. I said, look for your own sacrifice. Hallelujah. Now, and there are some brand new students over here. Please, it's not, this is for somebody's peculiar example. Don't go and say that, oh, uh, me too, I'm going to reduce my grace. No, 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 no. Your grace is actually a testimony. Do you understand me? Your grace is a testimony. Because, you see, God wants all of us to do excellently. I'm just sharing with you somebody. You see, there is a way God deals with each one of us. And so sometimes, somebody, and it is not a law for everybody. Are we together? Am, am I balancing something over here? Before someone says, oh, that's how I say, then God is anointing. So, okay, I won't use it. Uh, no, 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 I'm not talking about that. No, 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 I'm not talking about that. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I remember that Sami, Sami was going, ah, my, I will knock you in church. If you go and go down your academics, you see. <laughs> amen and amen. Hallelujah. But I, I hope, but I hope we are getting it. Yes. So, he became a very, and up to now, he's a very anointed man of God. But that was when it started. There was a price that he paid. It actually meant that the time that others were studying, he was praying. He was fasting. They would sit him down and they would say, that, Ah, we know you are a sharp student. How come your academics are going down? It was a sacrifice that he was paying. He was paying. Look, this thing is, this is the point of holiness. Holiness is when God can pick Mr. Cyril specifically and talk to him that everybody can watch TV, but you, Cyril, don't watch TV. Because the way me and you are dealing, I don't want you to watch TV. Laurentia, who watch TV, there will be nothing wrong. But when you watch, there will be something wrong. But between you and God, it is a no TV policy. Maybe he, he likes watching 7 o'clock news. And so, it will be like a sacrifice for him. It will be a sacrifice for him. So, there's a price everybody pays. Now, that price is different for everybody. There are some that are the same for all of us. But there's a certain dimension when you get to in the spirit. It's different. It's different for every individual. There are things that God has asked me to do. I cannot preach about them. Why can't I preach about them? If I tell you to do what he asked me to do, I'll be doing you astray. Frank, and like this example I, said, I gave, I cannot preach that. But when you reduce your, your academics, it means that you get more powerful. You went there, you lay out, and nothing will happen. Because that one is not for you. That one is not for you. You need to discover what is yours. Huh? Is it everybody that God wanted to prosper that he asked them to sacrifice their son? Come on, talk to me. How many Abrahams did we have? Only one Abraham. Are you understanding me? So, you need to discover the area that God wants you to sacrifice. This message is for somebody right now. God is about to lift you to your next level. And that God is about to lift you to the next level. In the name of Jesus Christ. But let me just mention a few general ones that we can all pay. Number one, the price of sanctification. Living a holy life. Living a life where you abstain from certain things is a price. Sometimes you can feel in your body the desire to do certain things, to go and drink alcohol, to lie, to fornicate, to do certain things. You standing and saying, I won't do it even though my body is dragging me down. It's a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice. It's a kind of fasting. And we are in a generation where being a virgin is now considered outmoded. The other day I met a certain virgin. Uh, she's about 30 something years old. And he said that now she's even afraid to tell people about it because when they, she tells me, they make her look as though there's something wrong with her. There's something wrong with her. I want this one to go inside. <laughs> amen and amen. The price of sanctification. The price of sanctification. It's a price that can be paid. And that must be paid. Hebrews chapter number 12, verse number 14. To follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no one can see the Lord. It's a looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God. Verse 16. Lest any root of bitterness spring up, trouble you, and thereby you be defiled. Why? Because of verse 16. Lest there be any fornicator or a profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright 
Later when he wanted to have it back, he sought it with tears and it was not given to him. Because at that time, that Edianina Obedino, and then we are still anointing Edana Braboso. Today may God help us. The food that he will eat, one morsel of bread, he sold his death right. What are you selling for what? What are you selling in your life? What are you giving up for a certain position of power that God has made available for you? What are you giving up in your life? What are you sacrificing? What are you sacrificing? Some people are sacrificing the favor on their lives just for momentary pleasure. Today, may God have mercy on us. I say, may God have mercy on us. Maybe you have been doing it after today. Stop it. Because now God is talking to you. I said, God is talking to you. The price of sanctification. Lest there be any fornicator or a profane person. A profane person is somebody who is not clean. A profane person as Esau. Look, isn't it amazing that the food that he ate in selling his birth price is being compared to a fornicator. He's being compared to a fornicator. Just because he could not hold being hungry and keep his birth price. Some of us, because of a little food, we are giving up spiritual things. Today, receive strength. I said, today, receive strength. I said, today, receive strength. Receive strength now. I said, receive grace in the name of Jesus Christ. He said, he gave up his birth price. When he came looking for it, he could not find it. He could not find it. Receive grace to separate yourself. Psalm 37, the verse number 25. He said, I have been young and now I'm old. Yet I have not seen a righteous forsaken. So he feed begging for bread. Some of us, it could be that we will not see certain things in our lives now. But if we continue holding on, our children will see the glory that we are looking for. Don't let anybody deceive you. It is not holiness. It's not outmoded. It's not old-fashioned. It's not old-fashioned. We have made mistakes in the past. But let us not make the mistakes anymore. Let us not intentionally be falling to the same things over and over again. Are you understanding me? That some who enter into certain things because of a certain mistake. But now when you start turning it to in, in, intentionality, you are losing something. You are losing something. Praise God forevermore. You are losing something. Hallelujah. Let's look at the second prize. The second prize is the price of ridicule. The price of ridicule. Hebrews 11 verse number 7. The Bible talks about Noah. Imagine Noah building an ark and saying that God has asked me to build an ark. And that there's going to be a rain. When nobody has seen rain in the world before. Ah! They will laugh at him. In fact, the Bible said they laughed at him. But Noah being one of God, of things not yet seen, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the Savior of the house, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness by faith. And the Bible said they loved him to scorn. Some of us, we cannot stand people making fun of us because of our Christianity. Hey, Christy. Hey, I'm sorry about. Suffer, mommy. Suffer. I'm sorry, We cannot stand it. So some of us, we thank God for mobile phones now. I'm not saying I'm thanking God. I say you thank God. Why? Because you don't need to carry your Bible. And I read the Bible. And then what's up with your parents? That's your Bible. Then Facebook. 45 notifications. But you see, if you are going to experience power from God, there are times you'll be ridiculed. Sometimes for the sacrifices they are making for God. Ridicule. They will laugh at you. They will make fun of you. I see that fun, that mockery is becoming your making. God is going to take that ridicule and cause you to become a miracle. Are we, are we together over here? You see, they will laugh at you. Blessed is the man that standeth not in the past of sinners, nor seated in the seat of what, of, of what, I'm mixing it. Blessed is the man that walked not in the council of the ungodly, nor standing in the way of sinners, nor seated in the seat of the scornful, of the mockers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. 
and upon his Lord as he meditates day and night. Listen, there are scornful people. How many of you realize there are people who like, they can mock you. They can mock you. Almost to me, Sirwa Manikamakuma. Are you one Amen. I remember back in those days, when in Jesus, yes, I said, ah, and then he'll point, he'll be pointing at you, ah, like you should take a stone and break your head. Small boys almost played in the past. I've been at some of our students, they used to get friends anymore because we didn't like that thing. Our crap did not pay. Ay. Glory to Jesus Christ. Mockers. There are going to be people who are going to ridicule your Christianity. Whilst they are sitting down at their beer pubs or they are doing their things and you come and say, you want to share the gospel. Then yes, a lady, you are going to preach and then they want to do certain they want to laugh at you. It's part of ridicule. It's part of ridicule. It's part of ridicule. You are, you are, you are having your workplace and then you are sharing tracts. You are trying to change. What is all this? Ridicule. I see. If you can contain it, a time is going to come. You are going to see power manifesting in your life. Power manifesting in your life. Is the reason why you are not seeing power? Because you, you have not paid any price. Nobody has laughed at you for God before. Nobody has laughed at you because of God. You see, today, those who used to laugh at me, they see me and they respect me. Do you understand me? They see me and they respect me. They are sacrificed though. As I'm talking, I'm getting emotional because some of the pictures are coming in my spirit. Some of the pictures are coming in my spirit. We're receiving good salary. All our money was going into ministry. Now, a Muslim was laughing at me. He said, ah, you have only two suits. He only two. You see, not as an obese, you know, or born in threat. Hey. The man loved that. He loved that me. He loved that me. He loved I was. I felt like disappearing. I felt like, let the earth open up and swallow me. At that point, I was like, God. How can you let this Muslim laugh at you? He doesn't know the price that I paid. I felt it to the depth of my heart. So if today you see God giving me three-piece suits, and I'm looking very fresh and nice, when they were laughing at me, where were you? Where were you? I was screaming on our head. I was screaming on our Continue and cry. Continue and cry. I mean, it will pain you. It will prepare you. Hallelujah. Who is ready to pay a certain price? You see, be ready to pay a certain price. When you pay the price, power will come. I see somebody being, receiving power right now. I see someone being empowered right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. The third one, the price of sacrifice. At the point in time, you have to pay the certain price. Abraham paid the price. The king of Edom paid the price. Jesus, our Lord, paid the price. Another price can pay the price of hunger. A com- hunger, fasting, and prayer. Jesus fasted for 40 days, 40 nights. The Bible said when he came out, he was empowered by the Holy Ghost. Our 40 days will be coming very soon. Oh. <laughs> I can see some people who body don't come. And they measure themselves. Uh, body goes. Uh, body shape goes. And we draw and I say, 40 days of power. 40 days journey of power. I say, ah, I cheer like that. <laughs> I cheer like that. God brought me here. It's definitely God doesn't want me to go away from here. Never! Oh, wow, you fast. <laughs> hey! The other day, I was giving a contract to certain people. And then I told them that they are going to be fasting for seven days. And then I forgot to add the time. And then one bad person among them said, Papa, all the time. I said, they nearly be the best. Why did you even ask me? They nearly be the best. We are planning a fasting from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Glory to Jesus Christ. The price of hunger. Jesus fasted. Luke chapter 4. 
Verse number 2. And afterward he was hungry. He was hungered. And the Bible says in verse 14, power came upon him. And now fasted. He became very powerful. Paul fasted. Second Corinthians 6, 4 to 10. He said in fasting many, grace came upon him. Hallelujah. The price of hunger. The price of hunger. You go hungry. Fasting is part of Christianity. Message fasting is part of Christianity. Message fasting is what? Part of Christianity. And not saying that oh, we are Christian. fasting. Yes, Christ, we were a man made the dancey. And who is a marriage with your sister? Stop that. Fasting is fast. If you want to carry power, at least every week, fast one day. Don't wait. It's not a church fasting. Yourself. So sometimes it's advised that, oh, the day you are born, use it as fasting. Not because it's a religious whatever, but at least it, will, it gives you a discipline. Because at least many things that people don't forget is the day they were born. Fast! Okrada. So come. In the day you are eating your power away. You are building an anointing in your stomach. That one you cannot help anybody. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. You are coming after your stomach. Right to bring power into your life. If you, if you want to increase, you can do fast. Why two days in it? Is it? Everything is not eating. No. It's not food every time. Is it? Some of us, almost all the time, we are fasting. To the point that sometimes it should be 70 and we have eaten today. And it's not as though we are fasting. Because we learned many years ago from Papa Hagen of Blessed Memory. He said the reason for the anointing, the freshness of the anointing in his life is because he lives a fasted life. When I read that thing for the first time, I had just completed the senior high school. No wonder I started seeing the power of God very early in my ministry. I, started, I said, no, let me try to live a fasted life. Then I went to hear one prophet, Prophet Manas Achu. He said that he, the Holy Ghost told him that he could never eat before 3 p.m. every day. Hey, I said, this man, but then when they start ministering, they see the glory manifesting. You know that, you no, know, that's not normal. You want supernatural power in your life. You want unusual power in your life. And you are eating like, eating every day. All kinds of food. It, it, unless it is not a new, Every when you say, you say, what is the new one I've noticed said before? I have to taste everything in life. Tilapia. And then salad. Julie, what's your favorite food? Ah, she's feeling smiling. She's just thinking about the food and she's smiling. Oh, that food. <laughs> Uh, somebody the miracle is happening. <laughs> My God is. <laughs> amen and amen. Ah. Ah, look at when I said the first something yes. Like I could feel the anointing there, yes. Oh, today my voice my son my voice is not coming. Ebiani, <laughs> Hallelujah. Food is not everything. The Bible says, "Belly for the meat, meat for the belly." God will destroy both pits and them. Listen, sometimes you must go hungry, not because you don't have money. Is it the best fasting? Is when you are fasting when you have food. Because some of us is not fasting; we just don't have the food. I've seen people, they were fasting. They were fasting. They were fasting. They Hey, sister. I was so proud. I said, maybe I was still fasting. I was like, I'm going to be here. No, 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 no. When you have, but you decide, I know I won't. That is when you are really fasting. And fasting is necessary. You want to carry spiritual power. I'm talking about spiritual power today. Spiritual power. Fasting is necessary. Every one of you who said that there's a ministry in your life. So all the quarries you have, have to have. Please, the fire, you must have special. I take them for waiting. Three days, they are not only praying and then no, only water. You understand me? Then they are there. Morning to evening. Six. Um, six to six. I'm not talking about six p.m. to six p.m. Six p.m. to six p.m. The next morning, just water. And keyboard. 
Jimmy, right? Jimmy. Amen. But by the time you come back, your voices may not be the same, but the anointing in your life will never be the same again. Please don't resign from the festival. It's just a suggestion. From the choir. <laughs> it's just a suggestion. Amen. All of a sudden, when the festival is coming, uh, doing this, I say, oh, they have called me to come to Damon, go to come and work, Master. <laughs> and they, yeah, we'll move the fasting to you. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. Ashes! You better fast too. See, you don't know the things that enter into this door. The people that you are directing. Somebody wants to have stretching hand, the spirit behind it is, you don't know. Why do you think that sometimes when you are in the service, you don't, usher, your, your mind is somewhere else. Something is knocking you. Eat fast and pray. Everybody, fasting. Fasting is sweet. Fasting is good. Fasting is healthy. Mommy, no watch it. Picture fasting on my watch. From henceforth, we won't be a. Put the water down, water fasting. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus Christ. But I'm telling you, like, the thing I'm saying here, you go to joke like joke. It is the secret of power. Secret of power. Secret of power. Amen and amen. It's good. Fasting is good. In fact, it has been proven that fasting is one of the best ways you can use to resist the weight. I did a research once. I have the research findings. One woman researched how she is fasting to destroy her, back, her belly fat. My God. I said, my God. I said, oh, oh. Hey, uh, uh, we say, and you'll be to fasting can work. Amen. Amen. So fasting. Tell somebody fast. Tell somebody fast. So on this note, tomorrow, tomorrow is Monday. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let your stomach come, let your heart come back to your position. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Let me just mention this thing and then we are, we are closing. Ah, there's power in the atmosphere right now. The price of lack of sleep. Lack of sleep. What did I say? Night fire. Oh, man, I'm a bread. I'm so tired. You know, I work in the day. So you are just telling me that me, the pastor, I don't work in the day. That's why I can pray in the night. I work, I work sometimes. No, sometimes, eh? Sacrifice your sleep. One man of God says something. Give your night a meaning. Don't waste all your nights on sleeping. Use the night season. And you know, a lot of things happen in the night. A lot of things happen in the night. The price of deprivation of sleep. People sleep too much. And they sleep their lives away. They sleep their lives away. Many times Jesus prayed all night. Mark chapter 1 verse 34 to 35. Paul spoke about, he said, in watchings, watchings is all night prayer. Many staying awake, awake, reading your Bible, meditating, listening to messages. <laughs> oh my God. If you do this, power is coming into your life. Deprivation of sleep, lack of sleep. The price of loss. Sometimes you lose something. Sometimes you may lose some friends because of Jesus. Philippians chapter 3 verse 8. They consider them all lost. Paul carried so much power. The price of carrying the burden. This one is for especially those who want to do ministry things for God. They carry a burden. Why do we do the things that we are doing? Sometimes there's a burden in us. You know, one of the reasons which makes my healing ministry very effective is that when I see sick people, I feel it. Like if I see that you are not well, a hammy. You know that some people when they see a sick person, there's no mouth to them. They don't feel anything. Some of our nurses and doctors have gotten to that point. They can watch somebody dying, and they know that the person is dying. Just put a line in the person. The person will survive. And they say that because the person has not paid the, 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 the how do you call that thing, deposits. And they watch the person. And they'll go home and they go and sleep well. Seven hours. If you dare and you make any, you, you try them to add two hours, they will continue sleeping. And come on. 
their hearts have become hardened like that. My Bible says that whenever Jesus saw the most children were sick, he was moved with compassion. That compassion caused power to manifest. Are you understanding me? So, the price of carrying a burden, it's not easy to carry a burden. When I hear in school, even though I came in very confident all through the day, I was just thinking about the cases. And I thought, you have to do something. You have to do something. You have to heal the sick. And by the grace of God, before we could touch anybody, God has started healing the sick. Glory to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So carrying a burden, carrying a burden. Tuesday, I'll talk about enemies of power. But today, know that there's a price you are going to pay. How many of us want, how many of us want to carry power? How many of us want to carry power? How many of us are ready to pay a sacrifice? To sacrifice something that God, I need power. Rise up to your feet right now. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more inquiries, visit our website www.ebenezeropolipa.com or call 0546-36-3957. God bless you.